This Geeks with Kids episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash geekswithkids. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Totally worked. It was so if you good. Make something and everybody goes, "Oh, that's amazing!" They go, "Yeah, oh, that's amazing. We should have put that in production." First time ever anybody has ever said that was an amazing leak. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Geeks with Kids, <laughs> your weekly podcast uh, that covers all bases, parenting and geeky. And I'm your host, Aaron, tonight, and we're gonna welcome back uh, our good friend Mark. He's back for what is this third round in four weeks? Is that it? Something like that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you're... (laughs) Yeah, we're bumping you up from, like, the guest starring credits, uh, for sure. Uh, We're going to put you uh, up in there. And uh, back with us again is our other regular uh, ringer, James. Say hi, James. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Dude, thanks for coming back in, man. It's always fun to have you, and I'm very interested to see what kind of hot debate sparks between you and Mark uh, this time again. The gloves are off. Because last time it was awesome. Oh, dude. Um, and I'm also taking the uh, gloves off. I uh, was talking to Eric and Spears about this, is that because of some of the nature of some of the stuff that we're going to cover uh, tonight, uh, i.e. Kevin Smith, uh, feel free to drop uh, feel free to drop the swearing words if you, uh, if you wish. I'll bleep them out in post-production. So... Uh, yeah. So heads up, ladies and gentlemen, this could be an NSFW episode uh, this week. Hopefully not to NSFW. We'll bleep out as much as we can. But, uh, and if we don't drop anyway. enough, then you can bleep out some of the other words. That's right. You know, because I, I don't mind the editing of this. <laughs> I was like, so- as soon as I... As soon as I saw that uh, this could be a worthy topic this week about uh, Kevin Smith, I'm like, I got to make it at least a little bit Kevin Smith worthy here. And uh, I was this close to doing a, uh, like, almost like a Hollywood Babylon kind of like start off or something like that. But let's not promote any other podcasts. (laughs) So let me get this straight. In honor of Kevin Smith equals F-bombs is what you're saying? (laughs) Pretty much. Okay, yeah, that works. So we can say f***. That's right. You can say Perfect. that. <laughs> uh, it's going to be very hard for me to do this as much as I want to. <laughs> we so, can make it hard. Yeah, I am so programmed to be a uh, to be conscientious of what I'm saying now, especially because Mercury he just parrots back everything we say now to the point where he's even like my wife and I will start spelling things and he's already picking up on what those words mean just oh, based no. on previous context. Like, <laughs> like I don't even have to spell the whole word, but he'll, he'll register what it was based on like a previous conversation and code word that my wife and I have used. So yeah, we're, he, he just knows too much. <laughs> Dangerous times. And it only gets worse. Yes. Oh, how smart, worse. Smart kids can be their own terrifying thing. Really? Can they? Oh man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you like the dumb ones. <laughs> I think it would be easier sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. When they get smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you are you starting to see that with your kids? Is that they're starting to exceed their like like your benchmark for where they should be and being all like 
darn like oh wait hold on and being all like they're gonna like totally outsmart me now like well, i'm doomed i'll go beyond this so chuck is is at the age where she's starting she wanted tools for christmas nice she wants to, she wants to be an inventor not, okay not a handy person you know help help out around here and fix something no she wants to take things apart so we came home the, the one night and she was up in her room. I says, what are you doing? Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm working. I'm inventing. She had taken a Nerf gun that she'd gotten. Thankfully, it wasn't the good one that I just bought her for Christmas. <laughs> she took a Nerf gun and ripped it apart. Not even to the right point on. that I could even repair it. Ripped it all yeah. apart. And I went, what did you do that for? I got mad, and I really shouldn't have. But uh, she goes, I need it for my inventions. What are you inventing? I don't know, but I need it. <laughs> You're just going to destroy things. But she sat there the other night, and I, you know, she sat in her room quietly. I was, what are you doing? Oh, I'm working on an, on a water delivery system to water multiple plants. Hmm. And she had, she had uh, taken a roll of pink duct tape that she had bought. Right. And she formed this whole contraption, tested it out. When it didn't quite work the way it wanted, back to the drawing board, new pieces, boom, boom, boom. She got the thing to work. She created nice. an irrigation system in her Sweet. bedroom. That's you know, amazing. I said, so, all right, guess what we're doing over the summer? We're making an irrigation system full size. Wow. So now That's she's awesome. at that, that stage where she's inventing and coming up with ideas and solving problems. So guess what? She's smarter than I am. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, no, you redid a whole bathroom. So you're... Well, yeah. <laughs> Based on YouTube. <laughs> hey, man. If it's uh, if it's on YouTube, then at least somebody made the mistake before I did. That's, <laughs> That's the true. way I look at it. That's true. <laughs> uh, Watch what they did and don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, she's building things out of scraps. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. You kind of sit back and go, eh, all right. Yeah, seriously, send her to like one of those maker spaces or something like down at the public library where it's they, you've got like 3D printers and stuff like that at your disposal. She'll oh, probably eat that up. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know a lot of schools are trying to implement this through their libraries, but some school boards haven't quite picked up on it yet. And it's amazing some of the stuff that these kids are developing. Like I watched a video of this giant conference kind of like fair thing that they had in San Francisco a couple of years ago. And this one kid using like one of those little programmable computer boards, uh, PVC, uh, PVC plumbing and a couple of other things built a dog food dispenser like on a timer and everything and would dispense out like a like a set amount of food every day and the guy that was interviewing him was all like dude so how much are you going to sell this for and the kid's like i'm not selling it for anything i'm putting it out there for the public so they can learn how to make it themselves and i'm like wow <laughs> this is the way nice. it's going now like this is the way that it really needs to go now it's well, so this good. is what they need to be doing in school is you know Gone are the days of art class. I mean, they've basically, I, I, I said, what do you do for gym? She goes, we get gym once a week. I said, what's the gym? What are you doing the rest of the time? Like you get one hour of gym once a week. You hmm. get how much art? Well, we get one maybe art class every couple of weeks. Music, they take away. This is all the stuff where you get that creativity. You got hmm. so many kids with in a bubble right now. I'm working with people that, you know, they can't think beyond the, you know, this is the right or wrong answer, that little box. Mm -hmm. And you need to have the, you know, shop class. 
should be mandatory for every kid. Yeah. Cooking should be mandatory for every kid. Get the home ec. Give them the opportunity at least once or twice a, a week to get their hands dirty and try something a little bit different. Because I agree. Like that's where you you get to you stretch your mind and think and develop, and that's where the new ideas come from. And we're not getting new ideas. Yeah, like this is the kind of stuff that if like they had resources like this available when I was in high school, even in elementary school, I would definitely be going down a different path right now. Because oh, yeah. that's that like what what Chuck is doing. That was the stuff that I love doing too. Is taking apart toys and taking things apart and trying to figure out what more I could do with what I've got here. And, and they're not getting who that. knows, maybe I would have, yeah, and who knows, maybe I would have come up with that flying X-Wing model that I always wanted. <laughs> but I, I will say the one thing to their credit, uh, what her school is doing, and she was, she was telling me, she goes, they've got these toys that are, you program them, you, you basically uh, put all the, the wires together, and it's this sphere that they've got. I don't know if you... Oh, a sphero. sphero. Yeah. yeah. And um, they're teaching them programming. Which is fine. Yeah. I completely understand that. But they got to learn, you know, some hands-on how to craft, how to build, oh, what yeah. a tool is. You know, it's it's funny when you know some yeah. people that they that you couldn't paint a wall, you can't balance a checkbook. They can't. Uh, they they just don't have that experience. Not that we had tons of it, but mm -hmm. we had a little bit. It'd be nice to see them yeah. throw that back into the schools practically. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's my rant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're right, James. It's um, education's gone from something that allows you to look down different avenues and see where your strengths and weaknesses lie. Mm -hmm. It's turned into something formulaic where you tick tick certain boxes and you only focus on those boxes. And it tends to be the boxes that don't cost a lot of money, and it tends to be the boxes that are easy to measure someone's skill in. Like math, it's really easy to tell yeah. whether someone can do math or not. It's really hard to tell whether someone's good at woodshop because, yeah, it may mm -hmm. look like a chair, but they may have been doing something entirely different. So things yeah. – <laughs> and, and it costs. It's material costs, which, I mean, I don't think that's a good excuse. I think I learned a lot from going to home. I, I can sew like a an MF, but how are kids these days? Oh, come learn? on. You can say it. I can't do it. Not with the headset on. I've got to warm up to this. <laughs> <laughs> and the irony, the irony, you can ask Aaron, in real life, it's almost impossible to stop me from swearing. Oh, likewise. Oh, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I miss the sailor talk, oh. man. Oh, like, I, where was, oh, I was just, uh, my wife and I, Sarah and I were walking uh, downtown the other day, and we just happened to walk by this bar, and it just smelled of, like, cigarettes and, like, people swearing and everything, and I was like, I want to be back in a theater production so badly. <laughs> just like, oh, it was like all those little trigger things. Like I've never smoked, but it was just like, there's just something about like theater and cigarettes just always seem to be like all connected. It's, we got to get back into like our creative roots here. And uh, speaking of creativity and uh, going back to the drawing board of reboots over and over and over again, my favorite news this week was Kevin Smith dropping a visual of a script that he's, uh, he's been working on called Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And according to him, uh, I'm not surprised that uh, Clerks 3 and uh, Mallrats, the movie, uh, Mallrats 2 and Mallrats, the TV series, have kind of uh, fizzled out right now. 
He's been uh, he's been pretty busy with uh, his uh, CW shows, uh, the DC shows that he's been working on, Goldberg, uh, the Goldbergs he was working on, and uh, he's got a couple of other things uh, on the go. Yeah, I'm not surprised that those ones picked up steam. So he put pen to paper and penned uh, Jane Silent Bob the reboot, and from what I understand, it sounds like they're. Jane Silent Bob are going back to Hollywood to stop the description I've heard. Oh yeah, what did you get? They're actually going. Someone wants to reboot the Bluntman and Chronic franchise. That's, it. That's what I heard. That's right? it. So right. it's not. It's not yep. like they're rebooting Viewaskew or Jay and Silent Bob, but no. Jay and Silent Bob need to stop them from making an awful reboot of the original Bluntman and Chronic film, which should yeah. be fucking wicked. <laughs> to be honest, yes, yes. Anything that will keep him away from making f***ing stupid movies like uh, <laughs> Yoga Hosers or uh, Tusk, I still have to see it. I, I oh, seen yeah, uh, Tusk. Or, I thought or, you were going to say Jersey uh, Girl. That's usually I the like first Jersey one. Girl. I, I seen like it. Jersey Girl. There's something. <laughs> I, all right, you you have Ben Affleck, who is not a bad actor. You know, in a, in a movie with George Carlin. It was, it was, you know, it got a bad rap because of Geely. And, and, you know, f*** Geely. It, it's not Geely. <laughs> Jersey Girl, Jersey Girl is, is good. Not great, but it's better than most of his other movies. It's, it ranks up there, I would say. And, you know, some people might criticize me. I think it's, it's close to Chasing Amy. Ooh. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? What's everybody's favorite? View askew or just Kevin Smith film. See, I went out there. I, I had the VHS copies. I got them through guys that, that I worked with because I'd never seen Clerks uh, first. You know, and then mm-hmm. I think was it Aaron? Was was it you that I sat and watched it with? Was it you guys that got me? Hooked yeah, on it? I think it was because I was trying to I was trying to figure out my timeline as well because I think I saw Mallrats first before going back to Clerks. I remember the Mallrats poster and, I remember everybody talking yeah. about Sundance because I was getting into the film into film school at the time Clerks had come out right and everybody's like oh you gotta see Clerks it's amazing and I went ah I'm not gonna watch that you know independent stuff you know I'm this guy's got lucky <laughs> and I think one of you guys one of the guys at work showed me a snippet of Mallrats and I went this is before the internet too really and I went yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's comic book related. And he says, oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. So I think I watched Mallrats, went back, found Clerks, and that's when we sat there. It was you, me, and uh, Shafter at your place. Right. And we watched uh, watched Clerks, and I just remember Shafter looking at us going, you guys are sick. Because <laughs> we were loving every moment of them. <laughs> you guys are stupid. You're sick. And then... Uh, yeah, that's yeah, but look who it is, yeah. man! I tell you, that guy, uh, his taste in music or taste in movies was was really weird. Because like some days it would be like, um, well, he walked out of Freddy Got Well, fingered. yes, I was envious that. because but, he was in the aisle seat. Yeah. I got stuck it against the yeah. wall. <laughs> he walked out of that. But then we we sit down and we watch Pulp Fiction, and when Marvin gets his head uh, f- blown off, he like laughs his. Ass. I was like, oh, man. Oh, was... uh, I remember, yeah, Freddie got fingered. I yeah. was so envious, and he sat in the lobby for an hour and a half. Yeah, that lucky. But he and I also watched Showgirls together at the at the theater, and he waited till the dire end of the movie. <laughs> so his his oh, man. taste in movies is... Uh, Different? Yeah, questionable. <laughs> questionable. Yeah, very questionable. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't figure out where it all started from, but I just remember, like, my defining Kevin Smith moment was I knew it was something when one Halloween, I think it was in my third year university uh, for Halloween, 
we were all like in the drama program. We're all like, we're going to dress up. And I had to dress up like, uh, I had to dress up like silent Bob. So I had to borrow like Andrew Noble's giant trench coat. I had to find like a baseball hat. And then I had to like bum a cigarette from oh, yeah. somebody because I never smoked. <laughs> I was like, how do you, and I think I even asked Andrew, I'm like, how do I bum a smoke from somebody? He's like, let me just give one to you. <laughs> it's like, all right. So I never lit it, but I would walk around with it and, and do like the Jedi mind trick or like the force levitation with the cigarette. And people were like, who the hell are you supposed to be? And I'm, and I wouldn't respond. I would just like silent Bob shrug, you know, and then maybe spit out like adventure, excitement, a Jedi craves, not these things. And people would be like, what? And it's like, yeah, like, Nobody would get it. And then finally, some drunk dude walked by and he's like, holy, you're that Kevin Smith guy. And I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Oh, man. But like, I I, I, like I'm struggling to remember like where it all started. It must have been it that we sat down and watched. Because I had the the tape copies from work when we were pirating movies from work. And, uh, (laughs) you know, my VHS collection, but my VHS copy of. I think my VHS copy of Mallrats broke on me because I'd watched it two or three times in a row. And so that led hmm. me to a uh, a search. I went. No, I spent one of my paychecks just basically buying up the entire collection on DVD. So I got Clerks. Mm-hmm. I paid I paid $40 for, for Mallrats because it was the only copy available. Whoa. And, uh, and the other, basically the Jer- Jersey trilogy. And then they added uh, yeah. Dogma after that. But I saw Dogma in the, no, did we see Dogma in the theater? No, it didn't come out. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. No, I did. I saw it with you. Yes, you yeah. must have. It was a, it was a fairly empty theater. So yeah, but, <laughs> so it was definitely. Um, with- oh, Brennan was with us. There was a bunch of us there. I remember Brennan was there because just like the opening bit with like the um, what is it, the manatee? No, the um, uh, the platypus. The platypus. <laughs> she was losing her. Sh- she was like already like in tears laughing and I'm like okay this movie's going to so be So there awesome. was that and then uh, I know that you and I went to go see Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Jersey Girl uh, Jersey Girl was TV. Yeah, I waited for Jersey Girl but I did go to the theater seat. And I did too. go to see Clerks too, yeah. Yeah, and that was the last one I think I like truly paid for because um, I still haven't seen Red State. It's in. It's on but... Netflix. It's not on Netflix, Canada, is it? Yeah, it is. Well, maybe it, not well, anymore. It was. is it? I don't think it is. Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe they've changed it. Yeah, and then Tusk uh, I saw on Netflix and really wish I didn't. Tusk was on <laughs> Netflix? It was oh, for a while. I, uh, yeah. I think. I don't know. Did I watch it some other way? I may have watched it some other way. Yoga Hosers. I don't know which other way that yeah. could be. But then I still have to catch Yoga Hosers. And then he's well. shooting Moose Jaw. Yeah, I'm getting caught up on all of them. Yes, I want to see what Moose Jaw is going to be like. That should be fun. At least um, he's shooting that but, one in Canada. For a guy that's all, you know, yeah. go for Canada, go for Canada, and he shoots the other two movies in Minnesota or some other place. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith reboot. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Mark, Mark, what's your, Mark, what's your favorite? Clerks, the first one. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. I don't know. It's set set up the feel of everything. It's it's kind of the most real Kevin Smith film. It was like what twenty eight grand budget or something like that. And 16. it was the first one. Was it sixteen thousand? I thought it was sixteen thousand. Either way, cheap. Um, I saw it in high school, probably grade ten or eleven, when I was in the right chemical mindset to watch it. With <laughs> other of my kind of fringy friends. At the time, 
not to you. And it was sort of one of those, we were cool and different because nobody knew anything about these movies when we saw it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Mallrats and all that. I think the first one I saw in the theater, though, was probably, I think I saw Chasing Amy in the theater. Be the first one I saw in the theater. And the last one I saw in the theater was um, Clerks 2, which I didn't really like that much. Thought it was trying too hard to be outrageous, but yeah, it was for me. It was hit and miss. It wasn't. Uh, it's not up there as like the, the go kart scene. The uh, go kart scene. There was something about that where I, you went. He got it. He got the the emotional impact of the movie. Now then, he kind of screws it up by having uh, the donkey show afterwards. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was yeah, no, the donkey show. It's the first time a donkey show's ever been a bad idea, right? Like, come on. Yep. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, but he, but it, there was something about it when he hit the the go kart scene. You kind of went. He's he's now kind of found himself because there was a, a reason for it. It wasn't just dropping f- bombs. You know, it was. Yeah. It, it was. You know, here's two characters that you've kind of developed. It's it's sad that he's not going to be able to go. To Dante and Randall now, as you know, and finish the the third chapter. Do we know which one of them backed out? Probably uh, uh, Randall. He he apparently yeah. had had a, a long there there was there was a strained relationship there with uh, between those two. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. because the you know the guy that played uh, Dante was I mean he's been on uh, Comic Book Man and he shows up and he does all this stuff. But the other guy, yeah, there, there's, there was something personal happened. And even Kevin Smith alluded to it before. It took a while to get him to come back mm-hmm. to even do uh, uh, Clerks 2. Right. And then he wasn't oh. really keen on coming back for Clerks 3. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Well, they could write him out. Uh, then you kind of miss <laughs> a whole point of... You know. He's a clerk. Have him shot in a variety store robbery. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the way that the first one was supposed to end, is Dante was supposed to get yeah, shot. Yeah, he bled out. Glad they the did. original ending was Dante bleeding out. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of morbid. But, uh, yeah, a little morbid. <laughs> but uh, think about it. For Clerks 3, though, if Randall gets shot and Dante is, like, having to, like, go through that, uh, kind of like that crisis. Oh, man, my friends are getting old and dying kind of thing right now. And I'm still working in a... Uh, like in a variety store here. Remember, know? they bought the variety store themselves. It's his variety store. Yeah, yeah, and it could be that's where uh, that where that's where Randall got shot, and it's like I can't go back to work now. Kind yeah, of thing. it kind of takes the whole idea of it being a comedy, though. It could still be funny. It could still be. It could still be funny. Kevin Smith could work it that way. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it's a little too. Maybe, bleak I, in his current mindset, I don't think he could. Someone would need to knock Randall's casket over. In in his current mindset yeah. of being kind of pothead, I don't I don't see him mm-hmm. writing the same t- type of movie. Yeah, you might be you right. Know, not that no, hey, some people that's what they're into. Yeah, I, I think it kind of stunted his growth a little bit. You know, right. So do you think that's why Jane Jane Silent Bob are making a comeback because? Uh, right now he's very he is very pro pot <laughs> right now more so than he's ever been, and uh, do you think that's why he's kind of coming back to this? Is because that's you know a character that he can really truly still identify with? Maybe, I think or? that he's not allowed to make any of the other movies. I think he he was kind of that too you know, when yeah. he, when he takes Clerk Three out and they say we're not doing it, then he says I'm going to do mm-hmm. Mallrats Two. They go you're well we're not paying for it. 
All right, Mallrats, the series. Well, we're not paying for it. So he had to come up with something maybe, a li- you know, he went back to the well a little bit too much, maybe. <laughs> maybe. You know, so, you know, uh, but if he can get Weinstein to give him a give him a decent budget, if the guy can keep making, mm-hmm. like he says, you know, I don't have to make $50 million movies or $80 million movies. If I can keep making true. four to $5 million movies, they gross a profit of a couple million dollars, and then they live forever on on demand or on DVD. That's where he made his, you know, that's why the mm-hmm. Weinsteins will cut him a check on almost anything. Zach and Mary. Zach and Mary make a porno. Forgot about that one. Great movie. Oh, yeah. That, that is a great one. movie. Yeah. You're I right. saw that one at TIFF, mm-hmm. and he did a Q&A afterwards. Not enough time. That uh-huh. was, that was a fit. I love that, because he came out and you saw him watching the movie from the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a good movie, too. It was. That's one I have not watched in a very long time. I should go back and give that one another uh, It's another worth shot. it. And there's a scene... I actually ran into the actor that uh, Tyler Levine. Uh, Levine. Uh, he's a Canadian actor. He was on Breaker High with uh, Ryan. Uh, uh, what's his name? Gosling. Ryan Gosling. So he was he the was he the guy who wore the bucket hat? He's the guy that wore the yeah. He was the guy with the beard, and uh, he's the guy in yeah. Zach and Miri because he had done. Uh, uh, that that show that Kevin had pr- produced a pilot. Um, oh, um, where they're chasing demons. The down. yeah. Um, oh, what was the name of it? Uh, I've got a copy of. Um, my mind starts with an S. No, I want to say supernatural, it? but it's not supernatural. No, that would be. <laughs> but it was season one and season. Um, but uh, yeah, so he he had uh, worked with Kevin on that. And he says, Kevin asked him if he wanted to be in Zack and Miri. And he says, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'll do a scene. And he basically, he says, he wouldn't allow him to ad-lib, anybody else to ad-lib, but that entire scene of him walking in doing the, uh, basically in, invading the coffee shop as they're shooting a scene, that's completely mm-hmm. him ad-libbing. He says he was the only one to, <laughs> allowed to do it. It was great. <laughs> and I'm desperately trying mm-hmm. to, look looking at my collection, trying to find I'm the movie. I'm trying to remember. Has, yeah, I remember it had to do with demons. Yeah. We're, we're thinking way too hard about this when we have a... Is it Tucker and Dale versus Evil? No, no, no. That was... No, but He's that in movie that, right? is, is... Yes, he, it was yeah. him and Alan Tudyk. That movie is hilarious. Never, oh, seen, my never seen it. Tyler Labine was, you know, he's the Canadian actor. So I'd run into him at a at an award show when I was back doing my previous job, and uh, he was he was three sheets to the wind. He was we were partying, and it was him, myself, a couple other people, and the Sheepdogs, the band, the Sheepdogs. Nice. They were drink. They were drinking before we. This is just after they'd uh, hit it big. Wow, that's awesome. And now. I'm Desperately trying to... He was in Voltron. Reaper! Oh, yes. That's it. Thank you. Reaper. Okay. Now I can... <laughs> oh, and I've done some... Uh, I've done show-appropriate research. Red State is no longer on Canadian Netflix for all of our disappointed okay. listeners. It'll come back. Uh, Eventually. Yeah. Um... Where were we? Oh yeah, so yeah, so they're so he's rebooting Jane Silent Bob in a way, like sort of to uh just I guess comment on how Hollywood is becoming so rebooty lately. Haha, <laughs> rebooty. I like that. I'm gonna file that one. Um from a guy that had been trying to do too many reboots of his own. <laughs> yeah. him for doing reboots. He wasn't doing reboots, he was doing sequels. There's a the reboots. Hey, yeah. he's going back. The reboots. <laughs> well, he's because he didn't get to make one. Yeah, exactly. All right, so here's where I want to go with this. 
let's go through the the view askew universe. Mm-hmm. So we're going to exclude uh, a few of the movies. Um, so I guess like Zack and Miri would be out because that's not really view askew. Exactly. Um, so what? Jer- no, Jersey Girls out. Yep. So Tusk, Yoga Hosers would be oh, out. Oh man, Cop Out doesn't get included. Cop Out is definitely does not. Include. <laughs> it's got to be one of his worst movies. I think the funniest thing ever that Kevin Smith have, has ever done was in his book, where he writes about how things went while he was making Cop Out. Oh, even better is oh, if you watch uh, Too Fat for Forty, and it's uh, you know, and I've got those ones. Too Fat for Forty. The first person comes up and says, "What was it like working with Bruce Willis?" On <laughs> Two hours later, he finally finishes and goes, "Anybody have any other questions?" And the guy goes, "Thanks for the answer." Oh, we gotta close. We're done. That was it. <laughs> the whole two hours, he's just ranting about. Wow. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that what he they did was they kind of cut it together to look like one. Yeah. But it was him going stream of consciousness. He covers like every possible topic. He goes from this and that, and he you know kind of loops around in the classic Kevin Smith way. Yeah. So I'm sure that they probably mm-hmm. cut a, cut together a couple different uh, uh, questions, but ultimately it's basically right. cut to make it look like you know what was it like working with Bruce Willis two hours later. It sucked. <laughs> so would you so would you say his rant about uh, Bruce Willis was better than his rant about Prince? No, Prince was Prince was really cut was really tight. That was a great story from the original uh, mm-hmm. from the from the original show. That was a great story. Yeah. I think I think I prefer the Bruce Willis one because Bruce Prince is that kind of he's like the stereotypical kind of out there artist. But I think there was a lot of things that we didn't know about Prince, and people just you perceived, and you'd heard rumors, but to yeah. have actually somebody say, "I made a movie. Prince has it locked up." No one will ever see it, but maybe they will. Unless it, there's a lot of things we we now find out. Prince recorded a new album almost every week. Yeah, and yeah. there's stuff in Jeez. there that that people uh, will never see. Well, or they may need to to pay yeah. off his bills. Yeah, we might. You never know. Like we, who knows? We might see that stuff eventually. But I, I think, uh, I think for like the next hundred years, like there's like they they said they what did they find like thousands well, and he'll thousands have more of things in Tupac. Like, Hours of material, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I think between the two, oh, though, man. the the part about Bruce Willis was more entertaining, whereas the part about Prince was more enlightening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bruce like, Willis, it came off yeah. as, and, and you know, he's he's a guy that nobody wants to work with, or have, you know, he's he's a guy that uh, kind of lives in his own his own little version of himself. That's Bruce Willis isn't going to do anything for anybody other than Bruce Willis. And if you take a look at his movies for the last 10, 15 years, it's Bruce Willis playing Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> Gone is John McClane. That's Even true. John McClane, when's the last time he made a was Die Hard 3? After that, nothing. The last two Die Hard movies sucked. Uh, 4 was okay. Uh, and again, that was the Kevin Smith one, but 4 was okay. Like, it was still pretty ridiculous. Five, I think I watched ten minutes of, and I'm like, oh, yeah, That's I'm on out. Netflix. I, I, I <laughs> rented out. that once and watched it. And, What's renting? Uh, there was a video <laughs> store, and I actually went to it, and I would, you know, family video for a while was, was very good. A video what? 
See, and this kind of like segues into where I want to go with this is I want to go back and go back to all the VSQ movies and I want to reboot them for the 21st century. And so like, here's my list. I've got clerks, mall rats, chasing Amy dogma, Jay silent, Bob clerks too. Uh, anything else we need to add into there? That would be the, well, there's clerks to cartoons. You know what we can we can exclude clerks Fair the enough. cartoons for that. We'll go to we'll just stay we'll just stay with movies for now because oh man, the animated clerks animated series is a whole other ball of wax that we need to just cover a whole couple of episodes on. Um so here's what I'm thinking. Uh we'll start with clerks. I want you to come up with like your best like pitch for clerks uh 2017. Uh, who you might cast and what would you kind of change to bring it into the modern era? So like, for example, uh, you still could shoot clerks 2017 in a convenience store. They're never going to go away. Um, but you lose something with like RST video because what the is a video store now, you know? So what could we do to change video store would likely be a, would be a nail salon now. Yeah. Always a nail salon sitting right next to the, the, the video store or to the uh, convenience store. So would you then still cast a male lead for Dante then? And maybe a potentially uh, Randall could be a female coworker who works at the nail salon, maybe? The Asian girl that owns it next door. I think Randall is still a character, except he lives on Dante's couch because he's unemployed. Because there are no video stores. Right. And he spends all his time trying to figure out how to get actual porn on Netflix. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dante's new love interest is the lady who runs the nail salon, who just for stereotypical sake has to be Asian. And right. that's the sort of relationship there. But then his ex-girlfriend shows up like the 37 girl from the original Kirk's movie. Right. Something like that. On well, Gone is the days of people sitting there trying to, uh, you know, steal the magazines or the the old guy taking the magazine into the back. Yeah, you know, can I get a, Sonny, mm-hmm. can I uh, get a, one of those big <laughs> magazines? Because <laughs> <laughs> they all got the porn on the phone. Yeah. This is it. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah, you don't need that anymore. Um, yeah. Like, there are still scenes that would be relevant, though. The whole idea of just being like trapped behind this um this Sisyphean boulder that you can't get away from that you're always going to get called into work someday um that's always going to be there that's always going to be if you were going to make it like a modern modern convenience store like there's still the -the run-of-the-mill ones Mm -hmm. but you put it into a a more of a high-end like a max or 7-eleven the newer ones which are basically like mini restaurants the food's pretty good you know go get a chicken uh, taquito oh. clerks uh clerks 2017 uh canadian version a is set inside a uh donut competitor not with a donut counter there's a donut counter in the in the convenience store mm-hmm. it's the timmy's and they're getting ready to shut it down they're getting ready to shut it down because they're still smoking allowed in <laughs> in this new place yeah or in this uh donut you could, competitor. You could combine clerks one and clerks two where you had the restaurant aspect, but put the restaurant right mm-hmm. in the like the the food aspect. So a guy that can't even handle the the other stuff now he's also got to sell the groceries. So he's still got the people taking the eggs out, but now he's also got to mm-hmm. run the the burger counter that's in the middle of the store, the slushy machine, the taquito stand. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. Now I want a taquito. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was look. You could tell I was looking at him today. <laughs> I came out of the gym and walked over to to Max and, and walked in to get something and went, "Oh, those look so good, so unhealthy." Dude, I, dude, I want you, um, for the for the Geeks with Kids website. We're all like basically picking a day to write. So I'm doing like going to start back up with throwback thursdays i want you to do one on tuesdays i want you to do an article about all the food stuff that you post <laughs> on like the facebook and all the recipes that you've tried and failed like the burnt hot dog uh, the thing burnt hot dogs were not that was a fail. awesome they were a, they, they were a <laughs> post after warm-up burn but they were still good <laughs> a little doughy in the middle but still and just like and we'll call it fat tuesdays oh, because yeah, just because, man, like, Mark, you have to see some of this stuff that James posts. Like, it's oh, what was it? There was the hot dog. Yeah, the hot dog casserole was awesome. The, uh, I, I made. Um, I just made another one that was off the recipes the other day. Slow cooker, uh, loaded fries, and we made them for a Super Bowl. Oh, Were they ever good? dude! Were they ever good? Cooked for five oh, hours no. in a slow cooker. <laughs> I didn't know you could do fries in a no, slow it's, cooker. It's, ba- oh, it's potatoes, and you put them in. What you do is you take the uh, for for the recipe time. We'll put the you, you line the inside of the uh, slow cooker with tin foil. Chop up some potatoes. Right. You put in a, lo- a layer of potato, yep. some onions, yep. some garlic, some paprika, cheese, and cooked bacon. New level, same thing. New level, same thing. You get about three or four levels, close the uh, tinfoil in over top of it, turn it on high. And what it does is basically cooks in its own juices. So you got the the salt from the bacon, you got the paprika, you got the garlic, you got the onions, and it's all, not just any onions, spring onions. So nice green, and this stuff just... Yeah, I just heard Mark lick his lips or something. It beds into the the (laughs) potatoes. I got a, I got a slow Oh man, you're making me hungry. And man, oh. it is the best thing. Slow cooker recipe. Slow cookers are amazing. And you can, you can experiment. You can't really go wrong. Uh, did the chicken dip, you know, the buffalo chicken dip and that. So you get the rotisserie chicken, some cream cheese. <laughs> oh man. Completely unhealthy. And this is Dude, why I'm going to the gym. Us. I'm now going to the gym like every yeah. night. Just so that way. You should probably go in the morning too. Yeah. <laughs> Problem is, my mornings, I, I'm barely getting up and out of bed. I know tomorrow morning I've got to get up for a 10 o'clock call, and I and I can already feel it now in the abs from, from working today. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Nice. You have to get up for a 10 o'clock call tomorrow morning? Yep. I got a, I got a, I've got an appointment at 10, which means i got to be up at, like, 9. Yeah, my sympathy fiddle's <laughs> overwhelmed for you right now. <laughs> hey, listen. After 17 years of getting up at 5 in the morning or 5.30 in the morning and fighting traffic and getting in and two-hour commutes one way and two-hour commutes home on a good day, I'm living the dream now. Yeah, sounds nice. good. Nice. Living oh, the dream. Well done, buddy. Huh. So if Pollard Windows wants to sponsor a podcast. <laughs> or just call me up and need some, if you need Windows. Yep. James will do your Windows. We um, actually do need all right, Windows. So I a... should talk to you, James. I will happily talk to you. We'll talk off off uh, podcast. Sounds good. All right. Excellent. Um, okay. So Clerks Reboot basically takes place in one of those uh, mega awesome convenience stores that sells everything now, but still kind of works out with the 
uh, with the nail salon next door instead of a video store. All right, Mall Rats. This is the big oh. challenge. Mall Rats twenty. Let's say Mall Rats twenty eighteen. Um, how are we going to reboot Mall Rats? The mall is empty. The kids don't even go there anymore because they're all buying everything online. And it's the mall rats are the people that are the kids that are working in the stores. And mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a clerk's reboot, but in the mall. And all of the hmm. customers are above the age of about fifty five. And you still get the regular ones because when I worked in the mall, you had the regulars that made it every day, and you could see there was yes. a guy that looked like Elvis. There was the Guy that had some challenges and wore a tutu and and a tiara, and wandered the mall all day long. The mall is a place where people go and drop off the people they don't want to deal with for the next four or five hours, and they let them wander the mall. And so it's kind of like a Walking mm-hmm. Dead, uh, you know, everybody walking around, but nobody buys because or they're walking in to find things to buy online. Oh, and business has to triple <laughs> on Tuesdays because it's seniors. Uh, yeah. A discount day. Oh. And you have to do the morning yeah. where the, the, the mall walkers are in. So you're opening the store. <laughs> so the mall rats are the guys that the, that work in the stores. And they mm-hmm. kind of interact with themselves, that, that little community, because there's no young people in the mall. And they all pretty much want to shoot themselves. Yeah. Yes. So then the crux would be, how do you get the young people back to the mall? That could be so, the, the mall trying to, to bring the millennials back in. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that movie. Yeah. Thank you. So how would they get... I want yeah, to write and that now movie. it's... And, but, then it like, but then it kind of backfires because then the young people are hipsters and they're even oh, worse than... The man, they're, they're, even, they're even worse than the old people. So then the mall rats have to use the old people to get the hipsters the, out. The manager of, of, the, uh, of the male... Suit shop. What was the name of that store? Affleck. Uh, oh, fashionable mail. Fashionable mail is now a guy with a beard, yeah. played a by Affleck, mustache, and a man. Like really, he could still do it. Yes. Oh my god, oh, that would be man. awesome. <laughs> uh, It'd be played by Casey Affleck. That, that's brutal. Perfect. Casey Affleck. Yes. Casey oh. Affleck. Casey Affleck yes. could pull off that right off. You know, and and. Hey, the guy hasn't done anything since Manchester by the Sea. Hold on. You know, he'll win an Oscar this year. <laughs> Do a Kevin Smith movie. Was Manchester by the Sea something? Well, he's going to win an Oscar for Best Picture. Or Best best Actor, in a, and it's up for Best Picture. You think so? Well, the, he won the Golden Globe for it, and they basically every every nod is going to him for Best Actor. Mm, cool. Oh, good for him. This year's, this year's crop of movies are all a bunch of things that I've not seen. I don't see Doctor Strange mm-hmm. being nominated. Star Wars was hardly nominated. So, boom. I'm not watching the Oscars this year. <laughs> Bunch of nice. I can't see and on you know the, what? Uh, it's not as good as our Three Men and a Little Lady reboot. None of the stuff that's nominated. That's going to be the best movie ever. Oh, man. Oh, no, that would be a good Did you hear that podcast, Jane? Did you listen to that episode, no, dude? No, unfortunately. I, I remember, but I've, I've had those conversations before about potentials. Listen to it. It's superhero. I, think you and I probably had those. Yes. Seriously, go back and listen to it. It's that's Oscar gold right the, there, man. All right, I will. And it had nothing to do with the fact that we were a little drunk, but was I that think last? Well, you guys got to get drunk. Um, oh come on! I don't get invited to those ones. <laughs> was it? No, that was like three weeks ago Aww. now. Four weeks ago. You now. never invite yeah. me to anything. <laughs> oh man, it's like I've heard this story before. <laughs> How come I don't get to sit up front? Like it's 1989 oh. all over again. 
<laughs> Shut up, Chaz. Uh, <laughs> those are the days. Uh, yeah, so so the hipsters come in. They have to use the old people to like kind of like get rid of them. And uh, I want the leader of the old folks to be um, I, uh, Danny Trejo. Really? I want the old the leader of the old folks to be Machete. No, Danny Trejo should be the muscle. I think Donald is Donald Sutherland still alive. Oh yeah, he, he should be, be the brains. Donald Sutherland is the brain. <laughs> the guy's in the Danny mall. Trejo is the, muscle. the guy in the mall that doesn't want is because if you go to the, to uh, Lime Ridge Mall, there is and, and, and I tried to get a spot in the uh, the food court the other day, and they got they must have been ticked off because their normal spot was taken by somebody else. But there was forty old guys, the old guys that all sit in the exact same spot day in day out. They order one coffee a day, each of them, and that's it. That's all they order. And then they sit there for like six hours and talk. That's their social club. And you got to have a group like that. But I wouldn't go Donald Sutherland. I'd go uh, Judd Hirsch. Because mm. he could play that uh, that smarmy yes. type. And if, if it wasn't, I would have gone Carlin. Yeah. Carlin would have been perfect. perfect, especially in the Mallrats reboot. But, you know, there has to be a Stanley cameo in there somewhere. I know how. Um, the hipsters are overrunning the comic, uh, the comic book store and, uh, are kind of like driving it into the ground because all they want is anime and oh. it's like, nobody's buying, nobody's buying American anymore kind of thing. They all just want anime and like, they've never even heard of it <laughs> or anything like anime that. Anime would be banned in the stores. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's move on. The only, the only good anime is Battlestar or Battle Battle of the Planets. Yes, although um, Attack of uh, Attack on Titan or Attack the Titans, the ones with the big giant naked people, that one was actually kind of fun. I watched about three or four episodes of that. Now, I, I'm gonna so I was segue just here, just a little bit or, or deviate a little bit. Chuck has has gotten into watching Voltron on Netflix. Awesome. She went down. She watched the first episode of. Uh, of the second season, went back on her own, watched the first, binge watched the first and the second season. I said, we got to find, so we found The Box. You know, we went on The Box and found Voltron Season 1, 1984. Nice. It's barely watchable. <laughs> she asked, she actually begged oh, me. Man. She says, can you please turn it off? You're killing my love of Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's evidence that is that a reboot could actually uh, could actually work. All right, but I'm going. We did. It took us a, a full episode, and they had not even gotten towards the clients. And did you realize they had a guy named Sven on the team? I think I knew that. With the worst Swedish accent ever. Oh man, my son right now, Mercury. Every night, I, he can't go to bed until he hears the Swedish Chef uh, song. So I have to. <laughs> uh, so I have to like. So I have to, you're Steve Rickett. And it's like, oh man, like I feel so, I feel so bad. <laughs> and so like, sort of racist, but at the same time, it's the Swedish chef. Yeah, no, you're multicultural. You know, if the Swedish chef, you know, if he, if he was actually truly, really racist, he wouldn't be on Master Chef Junior this season. And if the Swedish chef wants to sponsor a podcast. Yes. You're Steve Rickett Burton. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, Chasing Amy. Now... This one, I feel, uh, we'll call it Chasing Amy 2019, um, for what it was back in the day, I don't think you could really, truly 
play it out the same way anymore because it's far more accepted. It's it's so much more widely accepted now. Uh, all right, do it in Chasing Amy twenty nine or twenty seventeen in modern day America under Donald Trump rule. Now the Amy is not Amy. Amy is transgender. Right. Is Amy a girl or is Amy a guy? Or is Amy mm-hmm. Amy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- I guess there could still be room. I guess there could still be room to try and figure it out and see where it goes from there. Um, for sure. Okay. So Yeah, because I thought this one would be like the most difficult because... Like, especially, this could work because Amy is a lesbian who's maybe... She's really in love with this guy and is just like in love with him and then it could be something um a little bit different but especially in this political climate it could be seen that she's a traitor to the cause that you know by um turning your back on who you are for the love of somebody else especially when you're fighting for equal rights and uh, equal representation uh could be very inflammatory like like inciting a lot of riot and a lot of bad feelings. And it's like, well, you know, but it's, but if it's all in the name of love, then it's really, really, Oh, I think this could be, there's, there's potential, um, but you've really, done, if done, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot has changed, oh. you know, where having the gay character is no longer, I mean, we got gay characters on everything now. And even, mm-hmm. even in, in like our pop culture, like, it's normal. You go back it's to so normal. what Marvel's doing. Marvel's got gay superheroes. DC's got gay mm-hmm. superheroes. Mm-hmm. It, you've had the the bi transgender. I mean, it's accepted, and that's great. So, mm-hmm. he's chasing Amy is almost a a byproduct of it, it led to it, it led to that uh, that that acceptance. You know, people that watched mm-hmm. the movie and grew up and. You have gay friends. You have, you know, you know somebody. Everybody now knows that that mm-hmm. open gay person or that open gay couple or that bi person. So, could you really do a Chasing Amy movie about that, or has one already been kind of done with some of the, uh, the more recent movies? Mm-hmm. Like it, like it seems so. It seems like there could be room for a movie like of this magnitude to really challenge the status quo and to really. Uh, and to really be used as like a launch pad for this kind of discussion. But at the same time, it just, oh, I don't know. I think what it really needs to do is be funny, you know, because you could make a movie that could be really, really heavy and almost jamming the message down your throat. And I think that's what Chasing Amy kind of hovered over that line a little bit, but the characters, you always went back to the Jay and Silent Bob sequence, which kind of the highlight of the movie. Mm-hmm. But you also remember yeah. you had uh, Jason Lee who could keep things you know when things got a little bit too uh too too preachy which is basically say mm-hmm. okay you know what's the uh here's santa claus the easter bunny and and a uh a lesbian that likes guys mm-hmm. yeah like in this day and age you run that joke and it's like wow i can't believe they said that in a movie and now uh like back then it was just like but that's but you needed to sadly the way a lot of people thought but, yeah, yeah and now you've you've kind of gone beyond that so mm-hmm so it could be it could be done. I think you you raise a really good point though. It's like how do you make something that could be so that speak to really speak to the speak to the times, but how do you make it 
balanced between, you know, that level of making it too funny and almost insulting, but not so heavy handed that you're going to walk out of there and feel like, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like just like a, like a bucket of face, you know, it's a Kevin Smith movie. It's probably, you're not walking yeah. out of anything. You're probably turning it on on Netflix. <laughs> oh, ouch. So moving on to Dogma, I felt like this would be the slam dunk easy reboot, especially right now with uh, Donald Trump being president and everything and the end of the world very much. Like, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I haven't felt this scared for the future since I was a little kid in the 1980s with, you know... Uh, the U.S. and Russia with the with their fingers on the buttons and nuclear annihilation being like a, almost like a certainty, and it f- it feels that way again, but more so now because it's not. I'm not just like scared for me. I'm scared for my kids. I'm scared for so many other things now, and for so many other people. It's it's horrifying to know that this businessman has his finger on the. F- button and he could just get angry and snap one day and that'll be it see i I would like you know if i was doing dogma now and if you could get away with it and because of everything so politically charged i would love for it to be as much a swipe at christianity like the original one was aaron you and i went and mark i don't know what your stance was but you know we went to catholic school you know we we learned we had a bit of appreciation for the other ones but we also you know We'll walk out of there, kind of taking a taking a shot at at uh, Christianity and all the rules and regulations. So dogma was kind of refreshing that way, you know. You can you don't have to have all the rules and regulations are kind of made up, you know. Mm-hmm. But I would love for if you were to take a swipe at Christianity, you take a swipe at some of the other, not just God showing up, but you also have Buddha and you have this guy and, and this guy mm-hmm. and take a swipe at like three or four different religions as they're all coming together to take out their common threat, which is a guy that's going to blow up the planet. Yeah. <laughs> they all kind of have to like unify together. Well, or, or they're all, you know, they're all kind of going after him. So you run across their own little, little group. So and you play off some of the, the stereotypes and the Muslims and everything else, you could have some fun with it. But again, in this, you'd probably get your, you know, you'd be for that for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? Like, oh, like it's a great idea to take a run at, uh, to take a run at Trump there and uh, maybe like a, or like a world leader who's about to destroy the world and all the religions have to come together and like, um, very much like in the original dogma where they sent the Metatron and they sent the 13th Apostle to help out this one person that would save the day, but it's like all the religions had to like, all the, all the deities had to come together and say, this person is the one that will save us all. And it's really, truly like one of the most unlikely individuals kind of thing. So could work. That would be awesome. Stanley. There you go. Stanley is the prophet that comes to, he is the man that, you know, his, his final words, you know, Stanley, Stanley in his, you know, in his later years is the prophet that sets the world on the right track with great power (laughs) comes great responsibility. Oh, be excellent to each other and party on dude. 
No, I think it's uh, it, it it totally uh, should be Bill and Ted. I would love to see Bill and Ted cross over into into Dogma because then that sets up the Jay and Silent Bob re- reboot where it's Jay and Silent Bob. It's not Jay and Silent Bob uh uh strike back. It's uh, Jay and Silent Bob versus Bill and Ted. I want Jay and Silent Bob and the two universes crossover. Jay and Silent Bob happen to be at the uh at the Quickie Mart when Bill and Ted are supposed to get there and George Carlin shows up with the time machine and takes those two instead of Bill and Ted. Yes. He lands <laughs> in the wrong parking lot. Not the Circle K. He lands in Jersey. <laughs> Carlin like, shows hmm. up and he says, are you Bill and Ted? And we're like, Jay's going, we're f***ing Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, you'll do. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah, no. Bill and Ted. Are you guys Bill and Ted? I'll be whoever the f*** you want me to be, man. <laughs> and, he, and he grabs the wrong two guys, and he takes them on yep. an excellent adventure. Yes. And then Bill and, T- and then back at the Circle K, Rufus comes, like, future, another Rufus comes back, which is really the Rufus that grabbed Jay and Silent Bob, and is like, you two have to come back with me, and we got to fix things. And then it's basically like one Rufus with Jay and Silent Bob and then a future Rufus who remembers how bad Jay and Silent Bob are to try and come back and find Bill and Ted and they all cross paths. I think that would be genius. And it's just because it is George Carlin playing Rufus would just make sense that both those universes could coexist. Is you got the Circle K out west, and you've got uh, the Quick Stop out east. I think that's your, that's your Bill and Ted Strikes Back, or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, is now Jay and Silent Bob's Excellent Adventure. Yes. Oh, man. Copyright 2017, James Mark and uh, Aaron here. Oh, Jay and, Silent, Jay and Silent Bob's Excellent Adventure. There, there's at least a graphic novel to be had. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, so let's run with this. Okay. So Rufus grabs Jay and Silent Bob and he takes them back to ancient Rome because that's where they were like supposed to start. Oh, no. They kind of, Bill and Ted decided they wanted to go back to ancient Rome first. Caligula. They run into Caligula. Who, hold on. Caligula oh, has to be played <laughs> by oh. Alec Baldwin doing a Trump impression. Oh, Caligula would be awesome. You could, you could go, uh, who was it? Roddy McDowell was Caligula, right? In the movie? Might have been. Might have been him. Yeah. Cause you could I go, can't remember. Is Roddy McDowell dead? Yeah, he's dead, isn't he? He's dead. Okay. If you say get Andy McDowell, I'm going to slap <laughs> you. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, what, what's the guy that did uh, lips, uh, hairspray in that? John Waters. John Waters is Caligula. Oh, yes. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. There I saw go. him on um, J- uh, Bill Maher the other night, and man, is he scary looking. Scary looking, but dude is a is a genius. It's, he's like the kind of guy that I would be like, okay, let's get him, Henry Rollins, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and um, oh, who's the other guy? Tom Waits. Throw them all into a room together. I would just... I would just be like, so, solve world peace, and, oh, and Marilyn Manson, throw them all in there, and I would love to hear what their solution would be, because it would be bang on. Would so love to hear that. The one I saw the other night, it was it was him, um, they were talking, oh, and uh, Piers Morgan, and mm-hmm. uh, Bill, or, or Jeff, uh, Je- uh, Jim Jeffries. <laughs> and Jim Jeffries, Jim Jeffries goes after Piers Morgan, and basically, at a certain point, he turns to him, he says, fuck you, you only are defending the guy because he gave you the he, the win on The Apprentice, and you have a famous friend. He says, right. fuck you with, with everything it, that you're... You know, honestly, he's right, Piers Morgan. 
defensive to Trump. To be honest, like he's just a useless head, talking head. Uh, I've always thought he was. And a I didn't think so originally, but yeah, just, now you hear him. And, a talking head, and there's nothing that comes out of it. He's so pro corporate and everything. He's disgusting. Big. Not that I have a strong opinion one way or the other. Yeah. Jim Jeffries is hilarious. <laughs> to have Jim Jeffries. Well, he's, you know, Pierce Morgan's like, oh, you don't have to resort to that. You're, you're lessening yourself to your audience. And Jeffries turns to the audience and says, am I lessening myself? And they start cheering. He says, see, they're, they're cheering for me. <laughs> oh, man. It must be nice to be so delusional. And to just, like, not see, like, just to be, like, so self-assured that you're right. <laughs> it must be awesome. One day we'll get there. Yeah. So, Jay and Silent Bob on an excellent adventure. And now let's wrap it up with uh, Clerks 2 Reboot. This will put us at about, uh, let's say, 2020. Um, Marvel Phase 4 is just wrapping up. So, uh, Clerks 2. So, we go back to the original setting, which is one of those multiplex kind of convenience stores with the, the steamer hot dogs, the uh, the nail salon next door, the groceries, everything. Let's see, one stop shop. Uh, where do we go from? Uh, where do we go from here? Because before it was kind of like that existential argument: is that they thought they moved on, but they never really did move on. They never really did take charge. How would the reboot look? What would uh, Clerks Two look like in 2020? They're, they've gone beyond where, where we picked them up. They were just getting into getting married and that. Mm. They've been married. I say you jump almost into what you would do for Clerks 3. They've been married. They've had the career. They're starting over. Hmm. They're they're hmm. much older. They, they're they divorced or separated, maybe right. a kid. And you have them in refining, you know, basically picking up either new careers or they left that old career and they've gone back to something else. Right. Oh, I know. Uh, they have to get a job <laughs> at the mall with the hipsters and the young people. You put them in a comic shop. Yeah, you they get a job a at a comic shop. shop. And you do Clerks 3, or Clerk, Clerks 2 reboot, divorced, lost his job. He's working at the comic shop because that's the only place that would hire him and that's because he's had a contract there for years. <laughs> I can totally see this. This is almost like a... Um... It's an autobiography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little real. <laughs> a little too real. But, uh, but, but you're dealing um... with the kids that only only know Marvel through the movies. And when they come mm -hmm. in and they're like, the comics suck. The real story was this. And you're like, you just want to jump over and strangle them. Because they've had yep. 50 years of backstory that, you know... Demon in a Bottle. They didn't do Demon in a Bottle. He never was a drinker. Tony Stark's excuse a me. hero. Hold on. Excuse me. Do you have any anime? <laughs> and they just turn on the kid and throw him out. <laughs> I want to watch that Suicide Squad. The one with uh, Harley Quinn is, you know, and you're like, or Superman. Oh, the Superman. The only Superman is the one that was in the movies. Christopher Reeve movies sucked. Yeah. Ugh. Man, we're old. I've had those conversations with the guys. <laughs> I don't know what your complaint is. I thought Batman vs. Superman... I can't even finish that. I've, I have went back to try to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. I'm, I've, I've, I stopped at oh. just before Wonder Woman and the big fight. I, I watched I it for free. suffering through it. And I only got the whole way through because Eric pretty much challenged me. <laughs> it was a... Could I stomach it? And I made it through. And I, I regret oh, it. I bought doing? it. No. I bought it, no. I started watching, and I keep stopping. It's almost like one of those, you stop, you yell at the screen, you get up, you walk out of the room, come back, sit down, <laughs> I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Watch five more minutes, get f***ed off, walk out of the f***ing <laughs> room. No, can't do it. What the f***? <laughs> Why couldn't they? You know, and it's all mostly Eisenberg. Every time Jesse Eisenberg's on screen, yeah. 
I want to throw something at the TV. I don't but even I know paid if he a lot was the for worst the TV, part. so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> to me, he was up I, there. I thought he was, he was like, up working there. hard to play somebody. It wasn't yeah. Lex Luthor, but he was working hard to play somebody, whoever that was. Oh, he was. He ranks right up there with Steve Jobs. He he ranks right up there right now with with Steve with, Jobs uh, on Jared crack. Leto's Joker. Especially if you want to, okay, oh, you man, want to see me started. how the Joker, best Joker that they've had so far. And if they were smart, they hire the kid, Jerome on Gotham. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen some of the footage of that, and that kid is he knocking did me the out last of the park. episode, the last two episodes with him, phenomenal. If you haven't watched the series, go back mm-hmm. watch the last two episodes of this uh, of of the series so far in season three. They took a break, and and it's almost like the perfect break. Now they're going to pick up with the rise of the of the Riddler, but uh, two episodes mm. with Jerome, the rise of you know the defrost of Jerome. And and then his confrontation with Bruce, phenomenal. Hmm. I started watching it with Chuck, though nice. you can't watch it with kids. <laughs> we we'd watched the scene, yeah, they, they I, got the murder uh... carnival going on, and we had to stop it. And I just, but man, absolutely the best, mm-hmm. the best version of the Joker since Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was good. Nice, huh? Yeah, yeah. He, he he channels a little bit of Heath Ledger. And I thought at first it was going to be too much, but he says his, he took his inspiration from Mark Hamill. Also a really good Joker. Fun. Nice. I think you're... It's probably the best. Yeah. Hmm. That, that Joker could stand the test of time. Heath Ledger's Joker was a Joker for yeah. that, that era. Jared Leto's Joker... <laughs> I'm sorry, not even the top five. Oh man, I love how like uh, like we're now like onto like another like another track here that could last forever, man. Because I would love to just do an all Joker, all everything episode. Um, we have to do a demography teardown. We do. I can tell you how it happens. It's like Dennis Leary's. Uh, it's like Dennis Leary's rundown of um, oh, who is it? The of. Uh, What's his name in The Doors? Lead singer of The Doors. Um, Jim, oh, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Here's Jim Morrison's life story. I'm drunk. I'm nobody. I'm drunk. I'm fat. I'm drunk. I'm dead. <laughs> dead, dead guy, guy in, in a bathtub. bathtub. The Doors. <laughs> dead guy in a bathtub. Yeah. That's the DC one. It's Batman. It sucks. It's Superman. It sucks. It's it's Wonder Woman. Hey, not too bad. Uh, it's Aquaman. Oh, dead guy in a bathtub right there. So, so, but let's throw it out there to our, our, our loyal listeners. Like, hopefully we haven't scared too many of you away, uh, with our cursing a blue streak. But, uh, what do you think? Was that enough cursing tonight? Or should we keep going next time and maybe really channel up the this time? Uh, what are your thoughts on the Kevin Smith reboot reboot? Um, who would be your top picks for the view askew directors? Maybe the, uh, new settings, the new tones of all the View Askew movies. Which stars would you like to see in the View Askew movies? Would you like to see Batfleck play a hipster? I know I would. But uh, you can let us know at www.geekswithkids.ca. You can also find us on the Facebooks, uh, the Twitter. Uh, just search us out, Geeks With Kids. Uh, on the Facebooks, it is Geeks With Kids Podcast. On Twitter, it's uh, at Geeks With Kids CN. You can also find us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel up and running. We're starting to put some episodes up in there. And you can Google us on uh, the Googles, on the interwebs. That's a thing. Or search us out on your favorite podcasting app, if you wish. 
So, thanks very much, gentlemen. This was awesome. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, for Geeks with Kids tonight, uh, this has been Aaron. Uh, say goodnight, uh, Mark. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for joining us, uh, as always. And James, uh, say goodnight. I'm going to take advantage of it. Thanks for f***ing having me. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming out, gentlemen. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Majram, good night, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>